0: Okay, this is episode forty three on with the Prom King again, of course. And um I think I can't work out what day this is gonna go out, but regardless, um yeah, today has been the Barrowland's announcement. So, you know, I suppose before anything, um obviously before I even asked Pete how he's doing, as usual, um, I thought it would be interesting just to to reflect on that, Pete. <laughs> So wait, are you saying, what? how am I doing, or are you asking
1: me to reflect on that first? So let's see. For one, I'm doing great. Number two, oh my goodness, super excited about the Bowerlands, because uh, I never told you this, but... I was talking to Mike uh, initially when you announced Temple Newsom, and he was like, uh, "He was like, oh, that's really cool. Obviously, we're gonna go." But he was like, "Ah, but I've always wanted to see them in like a mm. like a like a small like a smaller venue, you know, that's like really rocking as opposed to in the middle of a field, you know." So, but we were like, "Hey, we'll take what we can get." But guess what? Now we get both.
0: <laughs> Honestly, you could not pick. A better place. And when and we I suppose I can talk about it now. I mean, we discussed this quite a long time ago. Um, you know, if we were gonna do a warm up, one sort of really special warm up show, where would we choose? And, you know, there there isn't really anywhere else we'd, we'd choose and there were a little bit of um and are when we rescheduled uh in terms of whether it were gonna be available and we'd have been gutted really because you know, I I think we have talked about it before, we never we didn't do anything. Uh, towards the end in Scotland you know for the last dance sort of thing and so I think this will be um, I, you know I think this will be a really special gig and like I say for, for someone as, like yourself and Mike and fans of that level who because I suppose a lot of the people who are going to be um, not only at the Barrowlands but at Temple museum the majority you know or all, all, pretty much nearly all of them I would have thought would be people who you know kind of well effectively sort of grew up with us i don't mean i don't mean directly with us but grew up loving our music and going to our gigs do you know what i mean and being at the the earliest sweatiest um you know most absolutely insane gigs and you know some some people out there can say that of 30 or plus do you know what i mean shows that they've been to um but uh, i mean gigs are strange really i mean in some senses a lot of the memories morph into one but there's always places where you know, the, every memory is sort of crystal clear and really stand out and Barrowlands is, is certainly up there. So yes, um, I suppose that's another thing, isn't it, really? I mean, it's going to be absolutely insane for people trying to get tickets and
1: yeah, I'm Did nervous you know, myself. I got to figure out how to get tickets. I don't, well, I don't, even, I don't even know where to. Go. First of all, I saw multiple prints of dates. There's a little confusion oh, in terms <laughs> of <laughs> is it definitely going to be in the barrel ends? I just oh, don't know exactly not, where
0: it is and what. It's time. not like this is a professional setup or anything <laughs> like that at all, is it? Honestly, I mean, I I didn't even. Oh. I didn't, I mean, we knew it was happening soon, but I, you know, I think we got told maybe a week ago, hey guys, we're going to be announcing on this day. And my problem is I I don't, i don't think right what date is it now then you know let me look when that is yeah. suddenly the date creeps up so i'd kind of forgotten about it and i just got a message from ross actually one of my patrons saying oh you've announced Barrowlands." i'm like have we oh shit <laughs> so i just i just went straight away and retweeted it from the official account and then as i say ross again were like i'm sure that's wrong that's yeah. those dates and time you know and i'm like oh for god's sake and then as you've probably seen on Twitter, there's tons of people saying, well, when is it? <laughs> which is absolutely fair enough But my problem is there's so many dates and numbers flying around now that my brain is like, oh, don't even go there, Adam. So unfortunately for anyone who's asking me for information, there's much more reliable sources out there than me, although I do freely reply, which might be the difference. But no, well, I'm sure everyone will go to... Um, well, by this point, I'm sure everyone will have gone to the, the, you know, the right lengths to make sure that everyone knows when and where they can get tickets. But it is going to sell out fast. But as for you, prom king, <laughs> you you yourself do not have to worry about the ticket situation. Obviously, you don't have to worry about the ticket situation wow, um, wow. because because you're, the, because you're the prom king. Do you know what I mean? I'm not going to deny you guest passes, but I mean, I'm not. Saying that with a view to anyone listening, this would be too late now anyway. Well, <laughs> no, it won't, actually, people could still ask me. But, I mean, I can't even remember how many guest passes we've got for Temple News. I mean, it's somewhat like 15 each, and that's in a 15,000 capacity open field, 15 each. So, if you have you any idea how much we're going to have for Barrowlands each? It'll probably be like five each. Oh, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, that's just the price I pay to a degree in it for being what I'd consider... Visible, I suppose, which I've never really seen as a problem, and until stuff like this happens, and then just so many people are asking you, and I don't know, it just become a point where I just have to turn my phone off and just think, <laughs> ah, <laughs> "Fucking hell!" I mean, what do you want me to do? I mean, I don't, you know. And it, I feel a bit bad really because I think some patrons of mine are, you know, wondering if there's any sort of pre-sale exclusively for them, which you know, yeah. I'd loved, I'd love to have done, but I, I'm not sort of, um, well, I guess. Didn't think about that far enough ahead, I suppose. But um, you know, it's it, because it's up in Scotland and that, and it's a smaller place. It's just, you know, I've got fifty odd patrons. You know what I mean? Yeah, it, it's it makes more you know, like, sense.
1: It makes more sense for the patrons to uh, to unite in in the Leeds area prior to Temple Newsome. I, I think that's totally fine.
0: Well, that yeah, that's obviously going to be a lot more of a well, you know, there'll be a lot, a lot more people be, will be able to get tickets for that, and I already have got tickets for that, but obviously I'm, I'm concerned. Well, you know, because obviously doing all this and stuff like, uh, I got, I've got to know loads of people really well, including my own patrons, you know, I consider them, you know, good friends. A lot of them, do you know what I mean? And it's not going to be easy if some or even all turn around and like, you know, we we couldn't get tickets. That well, it is. It's going to be difficult, because you know there's be a big part of me that just wants to go. Look, don't worry about it. I'll sort it out. But it's difficult, man. Do you know what I mean? Well, yeah. That like I say, if you are gonna, I mean, the, the the Temple Newsroom is going to be special beyond measure, no doubt. But. Barrelands is going to be different. Yeah, just, I've just heard about f- that place.
1: Tell me a little bit about it, like I because I, obviously I've never been there. Um, I, I was trying to see are there videos online of 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 shows that you did there. I couldn't see something specifically to Barrelands on YouTube. So,
0: what is it about that place that's special? Well, i suppose that's quite a long conversation and quite a subjective one. Um, I suppose, but. For me anyway well first of all a little bit about it i mean it's a in a lot of ways it's a nightmare of a venue um i mean it's in i think it's an old market i think it's like a an old market and it's right it's right on the top floor of this building it's like an old an old dance hall on the top floor of this um you know really sort of cool looking building really industrial looking building Uh, So, first off, to even get up there, you've got to go up tons of stairs, you know, a big um, sort of jagged square spiral staircase leading up. And so, all the equipment, all the God knows how many kilos of equipment has got, there's like a pulley system, and the pulley system goes up through the middle of this staircase, a bit like an open lift, really, because there's no no structure there. They literally just put chains on this shit and pull it (laughs) up. Oh, yeah, so you see all your flight cases where your bloody, you know, boutique, bloody rare valve amps in there worth God knows how much being hauled up this great height to the top of this building and you're just like, God, if that snaps. And then, you know, the size of the guys that are doing it, you're like, well, well at least it's the chain that's going to snap. This guy can pull it, I know that. Um, so, I mean, it's got character in that sense and then you it's, kind of, it's kind of long and open and it's got a low ceiling as well. Um, but one of the coolest things is it's got a sprung dance floor, So, I mean, that obviously adds to when people go nuts. Do you know what I mean? It just adds to the whole spring of it when... um, But it's just the atmosphere in there. It's just... It's always been like a powder keg. And we've had incidents... I'm sure I've talked about it on the podcast before, where um, they've literally come in the dressing room before we went on and gone, wait, you can't go on yet. And we're like, why not? They're like, well, there's a massive beer fight. And you're like, all right, okay. (laughs) Um... It it, the shows just seem to go off there at a level that maybe they don't do elsewhere. I mean, I mean, we. I suppose maybe we transcend things a little bit. Certainly in in my experience, anyway. Because when we were first starting out, there was always the the thing, and I was going to say the sort of preconception, but I actually experienced it. I suppose in the early ones, where you know, when we did our first few tours. There's no doubt that crowds were a little bit more um, ref- refrained or restrained down south, shall we say, in London. You know, you're like your London crowds. Not not so, sort of too cool for school, but maybe a bit of that. I don't know. But certainly a lot more stand and watch rather than just lose their fucking minds. But do you know what I mean? But like, certainly every, every gig we've ever done in Scotland has just been a riot in the best possible way. Do you know what I mean? I mean, yeah. it, it can can only be really compared, I think, to um, how crowds can be in Japan. Although, it, it, don't get me wrong, it is very different. Uh, it's a very, it's a very different energy. Certainly, I mean, yeah, it's a massively different energy, but it still leaves that imprint on you where if someone asks where is your favorite place to play um you know in, in, instantly but like scotland and you know and japan as well um you know there's an element of with scotland um i don't i mean japan can be quite an alien environment in some ways do you know what i mean and certainly in terms of how people behave in the commonplace um certainly not in a bad way at all it's just palpably different in in quite a lot of ways um yeah probably well everyone's a lot more polite in japan let's face it and i don't think i'm insulting anyone there do you know what i mean i'm sure any scottish person listening will think that's funny people in japan are more polite than bloody anywhere do you know what i mean it's such a lovely society and i don't know there's something there's something that always felt a little bit um mean about having such well uh, behaved audience members don't get me wrong they lose <laughs> a shit in between they lose a shit when the song's going on but in between yeah. is you know su- such civilized um behavior and then you just start playing somewhere like that you know like i don't know the fucking dance or walls get smaller or something and just lose the mind but yeah, yeah. Scotland, gigs in Scotland, uh, always brilliant. Um, I remember a really good one at Greenock as well. I can't remember the name of the venue now, like an old hall. That was amazing, just... But Barrowlands, yeah, there is a vibe in there, and it's just insane. It's absolutely insane, and I you know, can honestly say it's not really something I've felt on that level anywhere else other than Barrowlands. Um, but something to do with... Uh, I see a lot of it as well is to do with... Uh, Where the stage is in relation to the crowd, not only in terms of reaching distance or like that, but sort of height and... All kinds of other things. I mean, there's some venues where you can't see the fucking crowd. Do you know, what I mean, there's such a there's such a void between the stage and where the and where the barriers are and where the crowd are and you know oh, okay. the light lights. Oh yeah, and lights and stuff like that. Where it's all. You know what? I think I might have hit on it. Really, I think in a sense, barrel is what it is because you get that small venue intimacy. Due mm. to like I say the position of all that stuff, but at the same time you get that you get it on a massive scale. Do you know what I mean? In terms of that, and when, when people lose their mind, you kind of can see it all. And I think it's a it's a great venue in that sense for um as someone being on stage, actually being able to look out and you know sort of really see what's going on and appreciate that as well. Do you know what mm. I mean? Not that not that I look up that often because I'm always trying to fucking. Make sure I'm not on wrong fret, because that's yeah. a problem as well. I mean, it's that another thing about Barrowland. It sounds great. It's a great sounding room. I mean, it's not during sound check, but they're in a fucking room that does. But once you get bodies in there, man, it's a great sounding room. And there's nothing worse than playing a gig where you have to do it completely by sight, especially on your guitar. Do you know what I mean? Where you're playing and you're like, I fucking, I've got, a, I won't hear if I'm on the wrong note here. I've mm. literally got to see where I'm playing here so I'm not hitting wrong notes and. You never have fun when you're doing that. It's always a uh well, it's fucking torture. <laughs> i tell you what, I'm not, you know, not to break off, but it's fucking, just, there's nothing worse than trying to play a gig and you can't hear shit. I mean, and it does my head in as well. Like, another random side note. Yeah, I always watch these bloody TV shit gone mentally wrong and stuff like that. And there's always someone singing completely out of key and, or maybe not even completely out of key, slightly out of key. And you've got all these people who know nothing about live music or up like that are just like, oh, they can't sing, they're terrible. Or the (laughs) cat thinks. If you can't hear yourself properly. You can't fucking sing. Do you know what I mean? Oh my god, it just does my head in sometimes. You're like, why have why have they put this poor woman on? The, um, or, you know, I could just bring one particular instance to mind. Why have you put her on TV? Gone absolutely terribly wrong. It's hmm. it's not her fault. It's the monitor engineer's fault. Have you never seen a musician or an artist snap to the snap the neck, looking to the side to shoot oh, yeah. someone daggers because there's someone stood off stage that's controlling how what the band hear. And you know, there's there's nothing worse than when you can't bloody. Eat, yourself it's an absolute nightmare and as i say it just does my head in when sort of people we know knowledge or experience about like that just assume mm-hmm. the person can't sing yeah i know harry
1: fowley from uh he's he's from that area and he seems to be uh pretty jazzed up about it he if he represents the level of enthusiasm that that area brings i i, I bet it's going to be pretty good
0: all oh, right it's gonna be ridiculous it's interesting though there's something that i'd not thought about that someone said on twitter which was the fact of can't wait for it. it's going to be amazing you know the music at barrel and some of my favorite memories but then also said but everyone that's going to be there is going to be twice as old as they were the last time they did it so is it going to carry that same energy uh, I'm sure it will though. Oh, Nostalgia is a powerful thing in anyone, in it, man. And when them first notes of the dance ring out in that uh, in that old market hall, it's going to be fucking. That's going to be a feeling, man. Do you know what I mean? It's going to be. And it's what's great as well is you know the fact it's not just Temsa in that sense. I mean, again, uh, this is going to be really difficult because. There's no point me even... Well, I'm going to say it because it's true. But it's going to be very difficult saying that this is the only other show we're announcing because (laughs) I spent so long saying that Tempsley was going to be the only show. And then, obviously, this one's emerged. So I'm sure some people out there would be like, Adam, don't insult our intelligence by flatly saying there's not going to be another (laughs) one. But I'm sorry, I'm going to do it because it's true. There isn't, you know what I mean? So to have you know to, to do it twice again um i mean again as we spoke about who knows for the sort of you know the long-term future and other reunions we might do and stuff like that but certainly right now um you know to have another night of it, it's going to be fucking amazing um, especially with the scottish crowd yeah um well yeah, that was going to be
1: my question to you so so now that this has come up and i know we've been on this podcast for for many an episode talking about temple Newsom is the only gig uh, now this one is here so now i have to put you on trial and say are there any other gigs that are announced are there any other gigs that are announced are yeah, you, you aware of any other music gigs that could be happening no like no no one that's in like in manchester is going to wait for the manchester gig right
0: oh right 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 no 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 so no i thought <laughs> i would meant i thought yeah yeah i mean maybe i stepped on your question there Pete. but no indeed there's not you know and um, as someone said to me a while ago, I think I mentioned this as well, someone said, uh, oh, so there is going to be a London show, isn't there? nudge, nudge, <laughs> wink, wink, because the, me and all my mates haven't bought Temple Newsome tickets because we're waiting for the London show. <laughs> Yeah, well exactly and then at that point you're like trust me do you know there's no plans for it do you know what i mean that's yeah that's all i can fucking say about any of that stuff it, it, there were no plans for it you know i've got again it's been an interesting day today because i've had people sort of saying look you know I've, I've kind of got family arrangements around that time and you know is, is there going to be anything else announced and it's difficult because i'm like look that as it stands there is not going to be anything else announced so, yeah, as well, uh, I mean, as much as anything as well, it's it's going to give me a chance to, to do some stuff which I need to do. I suppose it's going to fucking be boring to some people, but, again, it's my podcast, but yeah um i've been nervous for a while about the stuff i'm using the, the stuff i'm planning to use for this gig do you know what i mean and obviously it's 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 really important that i'm properly comfortable with what i'm using and it's working properly and all that sort of stuff um the more rehearsals would i mean because originally i did think well i'm just going to use the stuff that i used before but you know it's been sat it's been sat in a garage for 10 years and even though I was going forward, planning on using it, the more yeah. I go forward I just think this ain't gonna work, man. Do you know Are what you mean? talking about your and, actual
1: guitar or are you talking about just
0: No, the- no, not guitar. It's uh, a it's difficult I suppose without knowing a lot about gear and stuff, you don't it's difficult to give you context, but amps uh effects the whole lot Mm. everything but everything but the guitar basically Pete. everything but the guitar although i'm playing stratocaster more and more and more i will say which is strange for me but my god i'm absolutely in love with stratocaster at the moment but (laughs) You know, it's more the amps and the, the the way the effects work and everything. I've been out of this game fucking 10 years, man. Do you know yeah. what I mean? So much has changed. So much has changed. And there's so many different ways of doing things now that are, that are so much simpler. You know, the stuff I'm... I think a lot of it is lugging all this shit to the bloody... to a rehearsal room for bloody three hours. Yeah. and it taking And it taking an hour and a half to put the shit together... Do you know what I mean? You're just like, fuck's it. I brought me back bringing this shit in here and it don't fucking work right anyway. I'm going to have to break me back getting it out and it's taken bloody three hours to set, uh, an hour and a half to set it up because, you know, it's whatever. And I'm not great with, oh, like that anyway. It just stresses me out. So I've come to a realisation where, you know, I'm going to have to change the whole lot and Barrowlands just, it presents a good opportunity to at least give it, all a bit of a road test and I want to get this sorted soon do you know what I mean I'm looking at using some stuff that I'd never heard of until very very recently called Kemper uh, which looks really interesting Um, Hmm. and I'm going to I'm going to look about replacing everything with that with that stuff. Uh, do you know what I mean? It, just in, a, in a, str- a way I can streamline everything, make things simpler for me. I can go forward with it, and you know, for the stuff I do in the future live, I can use that, because that's still something that's bugging me, even when I think about going forward, doing my own stuff live, is how the fuck am I going to do it with this? You know like i say man the, the thing that really gets me is like i dragging that shit around on my own you were all right when we had a crew of people to do it and do you know what i mean and i don't say that in a, in a shitty way or like that but it was you know it's not something i really thought about when i never had to carry all this heavy shit around but you know sometimes like fucking hell this is literally going to rip my shoulders out of the sockets is it really worth that do you know what that i mean that hilarious you're like well, exactly. injured before you play yeah exactly you turn up at fucking studio you're like sorry lads i can't play fucking my arms hanging out here i'm going to go to mel gibson and smash it back in do you know what <laughs> i mean fucking hell um so yeah and you know what like the way i work and stuff i just feel better already about this decision I mean, I ain't even got the stuff yet, and I'm looking into what I'm going to do in regards to get it and what's the best this, that, and the other. And I'll tell you what, if there's anyone out there who listens to this who does know the Kemper stuff inside and out, feel free to fucking tweet me or whatever, get in touch with me or the prom king here. He'd be be no problem passing on the message. But, um, yeah, um, it's going to be the perfect opportunity to road test that to make sure I'm comfortable because that is the main thing, mate. You know, regardless of what you say about, oh, you know, um, if I aren't comfortable with my sound and stuff aren't going to play properly yeah and there's no worse like as i just you know as i detailed earlier as as much as it's terrible not being able to hear yourself which is fucking (laughs) you know whether it's hard to believe or not it's incredibly bloody crucial surprise surprise um but it's got to sound how you want it to sound it's got to sound how you know and what you're used to and so i mean you know people talk about the way i play guitar and stuff and I suppose, again, people who don't really play or don't appreciate won't really understand the the subtle differences in the way that someone can play a guitar and not only how that guitar will respond differently to how different people play it, but also how the amp responds, how differently the amp responds. And then you're talking about the difference between valve amps, how they respond to your playing, how aggressive you play, the dynamics of how you play, where you hit the strings, how you hit the strings, what you hit the strings with, there's so many myriad, you know, what gauge strings you have. There's so many myriad of things that will affect the deeper uh, dynamics of how you play guitar. And you've got to fucking... You've got to know how your gear is going to respond to how you play. I can't be getting up on stage and using shit I'm unfamiliar with. or Just yeah. in the same way that I can't be getting up there and thinking, oh my God, like, if I step it in the wrong place, uh, this is all going to break. Do you know what I mean? And then, yeah. uh, you know, the way... I've always been really... What's the word? It's always really fucking stressed me out. It always... And that's why I just loved it when I went to... When I went to using the Line 6 for a while. I mean, that never... You know, not nothing against Line 6. I think they make great stuff. And, you know, f- to be honest, it might be something I consider looking at at some point again. But it just made everything so streamlined and I didn't have to worry because ultimately when shit hits the fan with gear as much as you know like the techs can have everything sorted and all the spares but there comes a point where if summer happens at the wrong point to the wrong thing they're just going to look at you and go what oh, do you yeah. want me to do yeah. what do you want me what do you want me to do there's always going to come that point with any oh, yeah. of this stuff and it's always been a massive fear for me because I I hate getting embarrassed me and like there's not, I, I just find it fucking embarrassing being on stage and shit breaking it, oh, it breaks boy. the illusion man it breaks the fucking illusion and then i start losing my shit and that's no good for anyone do you know what i mean where everyone's was like fucking hell that lanky guitarist is well losing his shit over there do you know what i mean that some poor fucking guitar tech stood there just getting absolutely abused by me and i will yeah. say whenever i have got pissed off like that because that's how I, if i get embarrassed i get angry and i'm sure, sure. there's fucking whoever as many people listen to this that will understand that um I've never seen you get angry. Oh, fuck off, Pete. (laughs) But yeah, like, you know, that's one of the most powerful things for me. If I get really embarrassed, if people sort of don't, then kind of act how I would consider. I don't know, you know, nicely and smooth things along, you know, I can get fucking really angry really quickly. And that's how it goes on stage, man. If stuff goes wrong and you can't communicate properly because it's really loud and you're having to yeah. make and signals and that, and that's the other thing, you know, you got to consider we're going into these gigs without any of that stuff. Hopefully I'll be able to get, you know, we'll be able to get Dave Skelton on monitors because I don't know if he'll remember, but, you know, like... <laughs> You, if you work with someone enough like that, you get a rapport, and yeah. you, you do develop head nods and eye—you know—eye winks and eye rolls and little flicks of your foot or any little symbol you can do that makes him know, right? I want that up, but I only want it up enough that you know. And you you get to a point when you when you've done enough tours with people that you can do all that with very very little effort when it's a brand new person again you end up in that scenario where they're just look they're just looking at you across a dark stage with eyes just going what the fuck do you want me to do now man because it's you know it's like i've got backup plans but a backup plan for this i don't know do you know what i mean and i'm just really i've always been really paranoid about that and i'm sure there's lots of people out there you know people i've played with or whatever that are like fucking hell man you're a bit over the top about all that but fuck <laughs> me do you know what I mean? that's just how i am and i, I want shit to be right i oh, want yeah. it to be i want it to be right because i want it to represent what it's supposed to represent mm-hmm. uh, and that's what i mean about breaking the illusion when shit goes wrong on stage and uh you know i mean you know, shit happens but it it, well, it, it yeah i mean it sounds it, I like it's a good it, investment then it, it, yeah well exactly exactly um And don't you get me wrong, I will be approaching whatever avenues I can to try and... Because that's the other thing, like, you know, I suppose this is different enough that people won't be too bored, but I've got to decide how I go about it, you know, because do I just approach the company and try and get one that I can test out? You know, I suppose, like, if there's a local fucking dealer or whatever, I can just kind of say, look, you know, can I come down and have a mess about with one of these for two or three hours just to see if it's going to do what I think it's going to do. Or yeah. do I just take the fucking plunge and order the thing? But it's not fucking cheap, you know what I mean? It'll, it's not that it's not, you know, it will be um, spending a big chunk of bloody patron money, will that, that it's paying for recording. But I don't know, you know, the show's got to be right. That's the, I, And this is difficult as well. And I I'd, 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 I'd don't know how frank I can be about all this. Not in a bad way, really. But there's been a massive part of me that, yeah, this the, the announcement of the, temp, the Temple Newsroom show and everything, that there's no doubt... Uh, that led to twitter and rejuvenating me and all that stuff that's yeah. absolutely amazing but you know it can't something that something that's oh, a year away or more can't be a sole focus can it and obviously i've gone into what i've gone into you know um and you know in terms of my creative path and just being oh, yeah. absolutely addicted to creating like, I, like that i am which we can move on to in a minute but it's been difficult for me to really address my mind to all this. And I've been taught talk- I talked to lads about it as well. Not that I really want to sort of divulge too much about what we talk about. Not that oh, it's anything that doesn't need to be known, but I remember saying to them that I'm just finding it difficult to really address my mind to it. Do you know what I mean? I've I've known I've had this problem coming with the guitar rig. Um, I've th- I found it a diff- difficult to address my mind to it serious enough to, to really know what I'm gonna do, so I'll feel a million times better when when I really know what I'm gonna do. You know what I mean? And I just have more confidence in my sound and all that sort of stuff. And it'll just be oh, yeah. so much easier. And it'll just be shit. It, you know, it won't work if my if my guitar doesn't sound right. It won't work. Yeah, I mean, I can't speak
1: to the technical of, of gear and all that, but it makes perfect sense to me if you can get something that makes your setup simpler uh, and more dependable uh, yeah. and then just more more convenient. And heck, like you were saying, it's not like it's wasted money because uh, you're definitely still doing stuff. And uh, something tells me that the stuff that you have been doing lately is uh, is going to need some gear to uh, to facilitate that.
0: <laughs> well... Indeed, mate. Yeah, um, that's the thing, man. Like I was saying last week about you know talking about playing guitar in a certain way, and you know just to sort of round that up. Really, I don't know if I did it in the most effective way, but I just spent quite a while where when I was writing, if I did anything that even sounded even resembling something that could have been done in the music, I was sort of moving away from it. That I think that's kind of what I meant. Whereas, I think I've just embraced it now. Do you know what I mean? Well, not sort of embrace it, but I just don't give a shit. Um, like what I'm doing at the moment is—it's just pure joy. Do you know what I mean? That's that's kind of mostly what it, where it's coming from. Because again, not being too bloody boring or old, but I've I've really I've really clicked with how to effectively use the tools at my disposal, do you know what I mean? In terms of the, all the equipment that I bloody bought to do all this stuff, I've I've clicked with that. I've found a, like a new form, do you know what I mean? Like a new level almost creatively in terms of my own playing. I think primarily through just acceptance of the fact that I still want to play a guitar like that, man. And yeah when i you know i think whenever i have in the past like i say i've moved away from it really quickly and almost like a turtle going into a shell like no 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 i'm not playing anything that's going to make me sound like adam nutter from the music do you know what i mean because i want to have my own identity or whatever but at the same time it's like well it's fucking what makes me mean it do you know what i mean and it goes back to what i was saying about the way i play guitar and how bloody hard i hit the strings and the fact i play with a two millimeter thick like trim, do you know what I mean? Not one of these fucking point four or 0.6s or point eights or even one millimeter, one point two, one point four, one point six. Fuck that shit, man. Two millimeter, do you know what I mean? Like thick enough that if you threw it hard enough at someone, it's gonna go straight through them do you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> well,
1: you know, um The irony of not wanting to sound like Adam Nutter from the music when you in fact are Adam Nutter from the music.
0: Exactly. I don't want to beat that dead, part- nose,
1: but it makes perfect sense
0: yeah it's all part of my bloody self-hating philosophy innit? it you yeah. know what i mean which which is something that i've lived by for uh, uh, well fucking as long as i can remember really before before all this has snowballed into what it is now and i actually feel like i'm living my life do you know what i mean which i think is quite sobering point i, I often get to these on these podcasts mm-hmm. i suppose that's the difference really is now that and it was also, it was something that was really tangible to me over the last 10 years. Um, probably more so the last five years, maybe, just how much... Well, no, fuck it, the entire 10 years. Just how much everyone else's lives around me were moving on, and mine wasn't. Do you know what I mean? Um, and not in, like, not even... It's hard to describe, not necessarily just a career sense, but, like, even... Like a family sense or even just levels, I suppose, again, another realisation, levels of appreciation of life as to where they feel comfortable living it. Do you know what I mean? I think that's something that I've always been jealous of. And you're always like, is it a fucking mask? Do you know what I mean? Like, are you miserable as I am behind all that shit? Or have you actually found that plane of existence where you can bear to look at yourself in the mirror? You know, because if you reach that, then how did you get there? But yeah. well, you know, that's what's so magical about everything that's happened is sort of achieving that, really. And, um, you know, as I say, ultimately getting to a point where it's just accepting yourself, isn't it? Accepting, accepting myself or whatever, doesn't... And what's interesting is, is there has over this past year or however long it's been, I lose I lose perspective on that. But there has been plenty of things that have happened, been said, I've seen or I read or anything like that that in the past would have derailed me and they just fucking literally bounced off me like woody, you know, some insignificant thing. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Where whereas I I led my life by insignificant things before. I let insignificant things dictate my happiness and a great number of other things and it's just Ultimately, um well sobering and well it's liberating primarily but as a subsequently it's it's sobering to just to reach a point where I don't feel like I'm kind of free falling. Do you know what I mean? Like I feel like I've got some sort of anchor to something. And I got that a lot with working with Dave, don't get me wrong. Um yeah. I I did get I, I I did feel anchored by that, and like I was part of something, and like I had a purpose, and um, obviously, which I, I enjoyed for the six, seven years that I did it full time for six, but um, still doing it, obviously, two days, but and I still love doing it, but it's just what I'm doing now is just bringing a level of happiness, which is um, as I say, that sort of level where you're looking over your shoulder, going, is something really bad going to happen here? Because <laughs> yeah, this all feels a uh, you know a little bit too, uh, you know, a little bit too good to be true. And, you know, especially getting to know the gear better that I'm using in terms of recording and how I, how I record and just how fucking good it sounds. i mm. tell you what, that is the main inspiring thing because now I'm doing these sessions like just in my fucking bedroom studio and this stuff is sounding absolutely incredible. And <laughs> yeah. it's just... It, and the thing is as well is it's one thing... I've come to a lot of points here really in the sense that I've got such a huge array of creative tools at my disposal... Now in the past, that would have just completely outfaced me. And I'd have just been like, well, there's too many possibilities, so I'm not doing it. No. Hmm. Whereas now now I know how to use it every and everything. And now I've learned to trust my instinct. Something that's different from being in the music is obviously writing as uh, you know, like as a team, really. Yeah. And that resulted in absolute magic. Oh, obviously yeah. it did, but there's always been moments during that where every one of us will have been like well all right you know everyone feels really strongly that this bit should do that so fair enough whereas if you were on your own you'd be like well you know i think this bit should do this so you get on with it so that's kind of what i'm going through at the moment and you know don't get me, some of it you know you, you i mean some some people have commented and you're just like fucking hell it's just like fucking far out do you know what i mean mm-hmm. it's, it's it's just unfiltered musical me is what this is what i'm doing right now And that's the that's the sort of beautiful thing about it for my own sort of sake or soul or whatever and like you say i don't really like talking too much like that i think there's an element that sort of pretense to it that i don't intend or what's the word fucking hell I can't think of the word right now it doesn't matter but um yeah it's just like literally like i'm it's just i'm just being free and just creating shit man and it doesn't even need to. I mean, obviously there are big plans forming for a lot of this stuff, but mm-hmm. again, you know, it. It doesn't need. That isn't the end game of this. The end game is for me just to fucking smile when I wake up, man, and look forward to a day of do of, of well of whatever. Look forward to a fucking day rather than being like yeah, I'm existing. I suppose that's the difference really between living yeah. and existing, isn't it? And I've been existing for far too long without. Uh, I've deprive myself of quite a lot of things that i i shouldn't really have on reflection been depriving myself of but we've had this conversation in terms of how the ta- my time away has rejuvenated me creatively in so many ways and kind of like a vault you know sleeping a dormant volcano effectively just waiting for the right Thing, the right catalyst or whatever, just to, you know, release all that fucking creative energy. And that's something I've kind of been building up to. And it makes me laugh again because I think I had hard and fast rules even a year ago. Or it makes me laugh how sure I become about certain things and then how quickly I can be sure of the complete polar opposite. (laughs) And I know someone, you know, I know there's a line in there, but. Yeah, you know, and 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 how restrictive that can be, you know. Oh, yeah. Like it was it did a lot for me writing just guitar and voice, but it's it was it's incredibly restrictive at the same time because it only gives me, you know, it only gives me two maybe one and a half spokes to a wheel that's got hundreds of spokes. Um oh, yeah. so it's, it's kind of like how ha- I was kind of hamstringing myself in a way, but it all it all I think it was part into of a, the part of the process. Yeah.
1: Like you, you, uh, heck, last year I remember when you first started picking up the guitar again and playing, and that was cool. And you were just being like, "Oh, wait, I, I still can make sounds," and that was kind of like a, a necessary phase. And I feel like the I don't know if I would name the phase, but certainly the theme of this podcast today, I would think, is really like you're in a stage of like sharpening your tools, sharpening your craft, because hey, you're now looking at other gear for your um, you know, for the for the upcoming gigs to actually you know simplify and to be. you you're you're exploring, which is really cool, whereas before you were just like nervous about that. Secondly, you've uh you're starting to explore with different sounds on, on on the guitar, you're making ridiculous uh new stuff, you're getting um you're getting new gear, but you're also even looking into like OBS, for example, for the live streams. Like whereas before you were like, No, nah, I'm just gonna put it on YouTube. You know, I remember talking to you about OBS early days. Yep. Sorry, yep. Ross, but I told him first. And uh and I was like, Yeah, look into <laughs> it's, OBS. It's, it's true, Ross. but i was like yeah and you were like nah i can't be bothered you know like that's my british accent i can't be bothered and uh and you were like doing youtube but now like you you turned on obs and you figured it out pretty quickly and holy cow you're starting to create sound even on the live streams that's like next level professional
0: oh i mean that's the fucking main thing i'm i'm so proud of that it sounds ridiculous really because on reflection uh, having started using OBS, which for anyone even r- vaguely interested in what that is, it's just a streaming app. It's like a, a, a streaming app. You stream through it and then you stream onto whatever platform you're streaming onto. In my case, it's YouTube. Yep. But as Pete said, you know, when I started Patreon and started doing this stuff, it was kind of, It's all, I've just been freewheeling the whole thing, man. The whole thing, I've been freewheeling it and feeling my way through it. And that's why I've feel really grateful that I've got the support of the people that I have and I'm always looking for ways to make um, whatever I give back to them better, hence my output on the Dropbox recently in terms of the demos I've been putting out, the quality of them and how fucking excited I am about them. But also, yeah when i started out doing the streams like you say it was really freewheeling i was you know i just had an amp in a room and i was relying on the tiny little microphone in the laptop to pick that up well enough and the quality you, you know the quality was shit really you couldn't really hear it well enough but that's the beauty of you know the people who support the music and you know also now the people who support me is you know they're just like just shut up it don't matter we can hear you enough just play <laughs> and then you're like all right man and well then you know like i, I it's all just been a progression like all the gear I bought the Roadcaster, and all this other bloody stuff that I've got that I've worked out how to use you know I suddenly realised that I could live stream through the Roadcaster, and I've got loads of bloody high quality preamps all ready to go All you know all kinds of stuff in there that's all at the push of a button so mm-hmm. I got that sorted through YouTube and then that made things a lot better um, but there was still like weird things going on on YouTube the thing was as well I think in my naivety um, I just thought well it's YouTube it's the it's the biggest streaming platform ever in it, so it's going to be right when it you know now I see what OBS does. I almost think that Google, you know, obviously on YouTube or whatever, have just turned around and gone, "Oh fuck it." There's plenty of people who make third-party streaming platforms. <laughs> we don't need to stabilize our, our stabilize our live streaming platform. There's no point because we can't monetize it when people like OBS have done it for free. I would imagine that's actually the whole thing that's going on there. But yeah, so um, even when you spoke about OBS, even when I looked into it, I just, thought, oh god, computers, smoke and mirrors. I mean, how often have we had to do stuff where I've just been fucking sharing screen with you? on zoom so i'd be like pete yeah. you have to walk me through this um but the more i've done that the more i do realize and think i can fucking do this on my own do you know what i mean like it's i just need to bloody pay attention and not get mind boggled by you know it's, just, it's always just an underlying thing with me with computers where i just think it's smoking mirrors where if you just accept that it's just you know it's going to work and you believe in that you've you kind of fine you get on all right with it so mm-hmm. off i went into obs anyway fucking hell what a revelation that is absolute i mean literally everyone who you know how long have i been live streaming now god knows how many i've done a lot months um yeah i mean like the regulars well as i say the regulars but the people who watch me straight away just like fucking hell that is a massive di- it oh, yeah. sounds you can actually and i when i listened back i was amazed because i tell you what Don't usually listen back to my live streams because I just used to get fucking pissed off about how shit the guitar sounded to me. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? And I'd be like, no, it's best I don't listen back to it. They enjoy it, that's fine. But now that I can actually play properly and people can properly hear the dynamics of my playing i am fucking so excited about that honestly because i can now watch the streams back and get lost in it again because i'm you know i'm sort of playing it you get lost in it, and you listen back and then that's even better and the best thing about all this really is at the heart of it i think that's what's fueling this creative streak because now what's happening is um, because everything sounds so great and that and it sounds proper i'm playing proper and this reinforces what i was fucking saying earlier about all this new stage gear and shit mm-hmm. you know if, if it don't sound proper i don't play proper so now that now that it's sounding proper on the live streams um i'm able to sit back and watch it and and uh construct ideas out of it and, and don't get me wrong you know like that's how i work if someone fact if, if someone comes together like that and it elevates something I just it just inspires me and that's mm. made me you know the streams where I've used it oh, I've started playing some of the best shit and that's when i've gone away and been like right well there's an idea there's an idea there's an idea and that's why all these things are coming together so fast because i only need that small germ to then be able to to run off with and create into a a, an entire tree really really quickly do you know what i mean if you take the sort of um uh, just sort of developing the germ of an idea in that sense um it's so funny
1: that that's come the way it is like I remember talking to you last year and I was like and you were just playing on your guitar and I was like man, people would love to see this. This is cool. Like, you know, you're just like figure picking on your guitar, trying to figure out ideas and it was mm. sounding great. And it was, it just kind of was like an idea that we birthed together and we're like, oh, you should, and then you did it on the patron and it just like became this thing. And I was thinking about that this weekend when you were playing, I was like, geez, this thing has come so far <laughs> from yeah. that initial idea to like now it's like, yeah, I don't know. It might be time for you to rethink uh, like even more of that. Like, cause you're at the point now where I think you could actually start to, even if you wanted to produce like live virtual concerts and stuff. <laughs> Like you're really, yeah yeah uh, yeah yeah it's uh it's yeah definitely uh, you got a good camera yeah. you got it you get a good camera good sound you know good mic and uh, and of course you got the skills so yeah it's it's definitely coming together
0: yeah i mean it's the it's the this interface as well really the fact that and the the quality um the axe effects ultra that i've got which i'm sure some people will be like well why aren't you using that temple and but i mean there are a myriad of reasons for that but the fact that I can get two clean, balanced outs out of that Axe FX and just put both channels into a stereo, into two channels on the Roadcaster, do you mm-hmm. know what I mean? It's just fucking... It's as, that's as pure a signal chain as you'll get. And, and it, it sounds it, perfectly clear. Like, it's, yeah, that's it, it really I, sounds I, I, like I li- you're in the room. I watched it back. I fucking watched it back. Just, I'm absolutely blown away. I just had the biggest smile on my face the entire time <laughs> because it's just like, oh, man, that is a direct representation of what I'm doing. And yeah. some patrons said, you can actually hear what you're doing now. And when I'm like, oh shit, so you, you, you actually couldn't hear really what we were doing before. But it's all right, man. It's all progression. And um, yeah, it's, it sounds fucking fantastic. And I'm so thrilled with that and so thrilled with the community still that I'm building. And, you know, the fact that everyone gets involved in it and we have such a laugh. And I'm just so pleased that it fucking sounds absolutely mint now. And that just makes me play better and... Everyone were mesmerised, you know, people... Some of my playing, even... It sounds weird, really, but even I've been like, fucking hell, this is some great shit. And that's why, (laughs) as a result, I've gone away and turned it all into these these sprawling fucking, you know, uh, soundscapes that I am doing that will end up being songs, or I don't even know yet. You know, I'm not thinking quite that far ahead. I'm just really, really enjoying the ride of uh, exploring everything that there is to explore. Now I've discovered that all I've got to do is like I have the confidence in myself to just go right come on then you know fucking gonna do some shit and see how it sounds and like okay. i don't i think i said it i think i said it in the last one but there's always been a disconnect between how things sound in my head when i get when i come up with an idea to when i sit down on pro tools or whatever and then actually try and record it And you're like, you like, know don't really sound how i thought it would do whereas now I just, it's just like every kind of vision like that that i have i mm-hmm. can just I can bring it to life and it's almost like that's you know, that's exactly what I had in mind. Experiencing all kinds of stuff. Which I just, it's mad when I haven't done it for 10 years really, that all that. Well, it's just instinct. It's just fucking instinct really. It's mm. all there is to it.
1: Well, I'm going to Europe for three weeks, so my homework assignment to you is uh, while I'm gone that, you know, you you can really start to make some great stuff. And uh, I look forward to hearing it when I get back, whether it's podcasting, whether it's uh, live streams or whether you just create some ridiculous songs like you have been because you're on a tear. So hopefully in my absence, uh, you'll be very creative
0: well yeah that's a that's a good point really um and yeah it does raise a good point because i I hadn't thought about that i haven't thought about what i'm going to do uh i'm sure anyone that's listening to this does appreciate that though that you know the the output's been you know astonishing in terms of how many we've done but i am on some sort of rabbit hole creative streak at the moment and if pete's not around to um You know, I'm not, I don't know what's going to happen for the next three weeks. I would like to say that there'll definitely be something. I'm not sure. I think Pete might be free a couple of days, so we might try and throw one out, but. I think over the next three weeks, it might be you might have to just bear with us a little bit. It might be a little bit hit and miss. Or if someone's out there is feeling confident, man, fucking put yourself forward. Yeah, that's it, man. Put yourself forward as co-host and let's see what happens. And uh, I'll have the fun of editing it, or I'll just shove it in Pete's inbox and go. No, 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 no,
1: no. Whoever steps up has to edit.
0: No, fuck that, Pete. I'll say. Here is the podcast, Pete. If you don't edit it, I'm not gonna put you on the guest list for Barrel Lands. How dare you! How dare you? <laughs> no, I wouldn't do that. I'll have a I'll have another thrilling six, seven, or even eight hour day screaming at my computer <laughs> and cursing. The prom king, you know, in his absence, going Motherfuck- <laughs> motherfucker, motherfucker leaves me to edit my own podcast. Who the fuck does he think he is, man? Do you know what S- I mean? Sitting it- in Italy, drinking an aperol. That's Spritz. it, man. That's it. Yeah, fucking sat somewhere, cackling, drinking, god knows what, <laughs> thinking that that guy is going to be losing his shit back wherever he is right now. And lo and behold, I'll be sat there cursing you. But yes, yeah, so you'll have to bear with us over the next three week in t- three weeks in terms of output frequency. Um, I'm sure we'll sort something out. But yes, I am serious if someone does fancy it. that fucking hell that could open up some funny things that, to I be might fair. work myself out of a job yeah <laughs> fucking hell but um, yeah so I think we've probably covered quite a few things there um, been really enjoyable uh, I love coming to you know conclusions in my own head when I'm talking to this stuff and I think I've done it on this episode I don't know but yes um, thank you as always King. I really appreciate um, you fucking doing these podcasts with me it's always a blast man and um, yeah thank you to everyone that's still continuing to listen to this it really does mean the world to me and that's why we still do it really because you guys dig it so um yeah so that's it from us thank you very much and we'll see you when we see you thank you